Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Don brings us a Pentecost sermon titled, The Fire That Builds. The scripture comes from Acts 2, 1 through 13, and it's read by Scott Lucia. The scripture today comes from Acts 2, verses 1 through 13. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. So listen, you probably know about whatever pine tree, for all I know it's all pine trees, I don't know, uh, that can't grow without the undergrowth burning out, uh, that the seeds that are locked in can only be released when there's enough heat, enough fire that does destructive work on the ground, but for the health of the forest, allows new seeds to drop, the ground to be uh, much more rich for those new seeds, um, for new growth and expansion through destruction. That's where we are today. Uh, growth even in the face of what can feel frightening um, or destructive. We know about this because in Memorial Day, we know how hard-fought growth can be, how hard-fought and costly and expensive and destruction, um, freedom, love can be. Uh, nothing good comes easy. Pentecost, we've been talking about legacy this month, what we leave behind. And we had some good presentations about what we leave for our families, even financially, uh, but what we leave for our friends and families, uh, even those around us, by way of faith, what they'll remember from us, what we give to them about what we have in turn received first. I'm wondering today if the Holy Spirit might be a helpful reminder, a helpful model for what we dare do as believers, to say what I want to be remembered for is not right doctrine, 
cleverness. What I want to be remembered for is not necessarily being a woman of prayer, not necessarily... I want to be remembered as someone who knew they needed to count on God's Holy Spirit and all that that entails, all the unpredictability uh, that entails. Unpredictable is, uh, is my life, where I'm going to work next. This is, this is what you sign on for when you leave the security of a longtime pastorate like I did a year ago now and say, I want to try my hand at being interim a transitional pastor. With all that that entails, I've had some greetings this morning already, and I hope I'd, I'd love to greet you one more time afterwards down the hall as well. Those greetings and one thing they didn't teach us in interim training was what it's about to make all sorts of new friends to fall in love with some folks only to have after nine months here. I started September after nine months say, oh, that's it? Oh, I had, they didn't warn me about that. That hurts this morning. Um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling so many of you that I could have worked for years with. It means a lot, your friendship, even in this compressed space. Um, thank you for your faithfulness to the transition. I'm looking. There's not that many positions open in Denver Presbytery, but likely where Julie and I live up in Conifer, I'm a little close to Boulder, Peaks and Plains as well. So I'm looking around for other churches that will be opening up, hopefully, in the coming months. Um, next for you is a few weeks more of transition while the PNC is pressing along, making great time, doing wonderful work by all accounts. Our Minister Relations Committee uh, that actually Jordan and I serve on, one of the one of the sweet things about this morning is I don't have to say goodbye to Jordan. He and I are going to see each other monthly and regularly because of our work on this really important committee of our presbytery that oversees all 45 congregations. And the MRC knows full well uh, about New Hope's past. MRC, believe it or not, knows full well about these last nine months, both for you and for me. Um, the MRC is sending you next week, by the way, uh, Gretchen Sosville, a uh, uh, new friend of Jordan's, a little longer friend of mine, who is our stated clerk of the Presbytery. Uh, please come next Sunday and support her as she preaches, as she preaches without some of the leadership around who are on a mission trip. There's our Presbytery who is behind you, who knows what's up. Uh, Gretchen preaching uh, next week for you. Our story this morning Raise your hand if you're familiar with this story. I always kind of wonder. Uh, those of us raised in the church, all right, thank you, thank you. Know full well the story of Pentecost and the coming of the Spirit. You see, we got the story of Jesus and then the ascension, which was last week. He comes and goes, but in John he promises, don't worry, I'll leave you the Spirit. And in Acts we have the telling of this, this wonderful, strange event of all the disciples gathered and suddenly the sound of rushing wind throughout all of them and different fiery presences landing on them, kind of looking like tongues. I was raised Presbyterian and I was raised to suspect emotion. We, we Presbyterians have some distinct past, including a real suspicion of uh, the revivals in the early 1900s, for example. And when I told my Presbyterian friends back in the 80s, 90s, I was going to Promise Keepers and it had been life-changing, wonderful. 
but weren't they kind of emotional? This kind of, yes, it was some of the best worship music I've ever heard. We're going we're gonna to finish today with a simple song that's more of a praise song. And I know I've got some brothers and sisters in this room who are saying, aren't there four verses to this? Shouldn't we be? How come we're repeating this section? I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Sometimes I make the band do a repeat just to see if we're all on the same page, just to see if we're open on the spirit moving within us. It can be scary and unpredictable. You know how this works. It changes life. If you've had an intimate experience with God or with the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's embarrassing. And maybe you've been in tears. Maybe it was at a campfire years ago. Maybe it's been in a worship event. And we Presbyterians want to talk about social justice and good theology. And then someone next to us is crying. And we think, what's going on? How does the spirit move? We prefer control. <laughs> it can feel destructive. There have been churches uh, split by the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, churches who come to great dissension because people are worshiping differently than we're accustomed to. Is this really what we're supposed to be doing? Probably the companion piece to this story that you ought to think of um, comes out of Genesis 11, a much older story. Do you remember the story of the Tower of Babel. It is also about languages. It's an early story, early in our prehistory. This is just a couple chapters from the flood story. And we all got together. We had been told earlier, by the way, be fruitful, multiply, scatter throughout all the earth. Tell them about God. Send your families, go. And we said, you know what we'd really like to do? We'd actually like a new sanctuary. What we'd really like to do, we'd like to make a tower and be all together. What we'd really like to do is feel better about ourselves and our egos and be more secure and be all the same. That would feel fantastic. Block, 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 block. Look at us. Look at what we do together. And God's assessment of that work, if you remember, was to scatter. I know what I will do, God said. I will go down there and I will confuse them. I will scatter them and give them many different languages so they can no longer work together. God's desire for multitudes and spreading was more important than our security. And God scattered the people and they talked and all they heard was Babel is where we get that word from, the Tower of Babel. And we couldn't understand one another at all, left to only go our own separate ways and then, hence, be present more in the broad, broad earth. The Tower of Babel, God's reaction to fear God's insistence on scattering when we want one we want power and unanimity and it's not a value for God it's a target for God and God scattered them and confused them here's the passage here's the passage that Scott read so well even even all the nations this is the one, one of the main rules in, in, uh, in preaching is when you get to Pentecost, make sure you have the lay person read the passage, right? <laughs> you had all those nations, bravo, brilliantly read. A difficult passage, but I want to remind you about this miracle because sometimes we say, oh, 
Pentecost, it's about speaking in tongues. No, it's not. It's not. The spirit enters in and there's fire and it feels destructive and scary. It feels destructive and people saying they're, just, they're drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning and this is the way they came to church. <laughs> That's what people say because of the weirdness of the worship experience. But listen carefully because we've confused this with another issue that's nowhere near as interesting or as important, speaking in tongues. At Pentecost, the Spirit comes and burns out and separates and scares, except for this. How is it? Each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. We've been scattered at Babel. There's multitudinous languages. And the miracle of Pentecost is, wait a minute, I understand French and German and Hebrew and Greek. Spanish. Amazed and astonished that aren't all those who are speaking Galileans from this whole area here? How is it that we each hear, each of us, in our own native language? That's the miracle of the Spirit is hearing, not speaking. What a, what a classic mistake we've made that tells so much about us. I want the miracle to be that I'm hot stuff and I can speak in other languages. Not in this verse you don't. Not in this story you don't. It's a remarkable, wrong, typical reading that's about us and what I can do. Look at me, I can... Th th th. The miracle of Pentecost is listening. Wow. Listening and finding a unity. Listen, all systems, families, workplaces, every church on the planet loves stasis. Hate interims, transitions, change. We want things. I don't know a church, frankly, that doesn't this morning wish it was 1985. Right? We wish we could go back. New Hope, there's no going back. You can't go back. It won't work. It hasn't worked. The question is, what's ahead? And the question is, since we're afraid of change, how will we make decisions that aren't merely ego, here's what I want. I think the church should be this. Merely ego, Tower of Babel, what we ought to do is this. How can we find amongst multitudes plurality, a unity. The Holy Spirit is how we somehow, and it's hard, it's really hard, get beyond what I want, what I think is right, and instead, a prayerful attitude. What might the Spirit be doing in your life, in my life? What might be best for New Hope that isn't what I like, my politics, my theology, my worship style, my time of worship, fill in the blank, and instead, relying on the Spirit, ask, how could the Spirit bring a closeness, a togetherness amongst plurality? Because that's what God, through the Holy Spirit, values. Not uniformity, not the way it used to be, not everyone on the same page, but everyone saying, Hey, there must be a page ahead that if I can get rid of ego, if I can be a little more mature and take a chance, open up to what I might be 
hearing. Can we hear one another? Can we give one another diverse listenings? In our families, I think this is especially true of us dads. We often have a clean sense of being the leader, wanting to set our agenda, wanting the family to be a certain way. Many of us have been broken open by now by our children not quite being what we thought they were going to be. Thank you, God, for taking out of the Shrum family and my extended clan merely Don's ego and instead opening up opportunity where I might be faithful. I might be faithful to Julie, faithful for Julie and Dara and Kate and Elizabeth and Mike. Not because it's what I want or I insist, but because entering into those spaces, I try to be a faithful man who knows that I'm not the decider, but that miraculously when I invite God's spirit in, I can hear. I can hear better what might be appropriate for our clan. May New Hope become a church of the spirit not beholden to any one person, any few people, but rather faithful in saying we're a diverse lot and that means we need help listening because we don't always listen very well because listening takes work (laughs) and it takes subsuming the ego to say what might God be teaching me at New Hope? What might we do together under new leadership, under some more transition, to move into a time when our legacy might be, ah, it's not about a bunch of power and comfort. It's about the opposite, a burning clear and a newfound opening, a reliance on a spirit that does not do predictable things, A spirit, frankly, that can feel destructive sometimes. A spirit that invites all of us into new territories of faithfulness. That legacy would give Castle Rock and our Presbytery truly a new hope. May it be so. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.